Welcome to the Sheryl and Shirley Show. This evening, we interviewed several Republican candidates for the state of Wisconsin, and we were lucky enough to capture Will Martin, who's running for lieutenant governor. And this was at the Sawyer County Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner held in the Great Northwoods, Sealy, Wisconsin, at Sawmill Saloon. So here we are. We're going to start off with Will Martin, wonderful young man. Thank you. And I hope you enjoy. Okay, folks, I'm sitting here tonight. Um, I'm sitting with Will Martin, and he's running for lieutenant governor in the state of Wisconsin. And we all know that um, our state politics and the people running are very important to us. And we need to make sure that we can keep our taxes down and we can make sure that our school districts are run properly because we're sick and tired of some of the stuff that's been going on. So I'm going to let uh, Mr. Martin here talk, and I am going to ask him questions if I see something fit or he talks about something that I want to ask. I do know that um, one of the things that I do want to talk about is CRT in the state, and uh, I think it's very important for parents because parents are coming forward at school board. I know I've seen some of them on TV, even down like in Waukesha and some of the other areas where they have really, and you know, what gets me is like um, when we hear people um, stand up as school board members. I, I can't even believe I served on the school board. Okay. Two terms. And I can't believe school board members are questioning parents and dragging them out with, because they didn't have a mask on. And I mean, it's craziness right now. We're not, um, we're not terrible people. We really want what's right for our children. That's the most important thing really and truly is the children because they are the next people that are going to run for Lieutenant governor. And they're the next people that are going to sit and do a podcast. So it's really a good thing. So I want you to say what you really think and what you believe and maybe some of the, the points that you really touch on. I mean, I know you probably have points about taxes and things like that. We all believe, you know, I mean, I don't have a problem. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem paying my taxes. Okay. I mean, I don't wish they were a lot less. I do have a problem with school districts asking for referendums constantly, constantly when they're not educating our students properly. If your grade level, I mean, schools right now, I feel so bad for children. I just do. And my heart goes out. My son, at least, is out of school. Thank goodness. But it's one of those things where you just, like, your heart bleeds because families are struggling. Inflation, we're struggling with so much right now. And then to think about your school. I mean, you don't want your child coming home being so upset and depressed and all the things that are going on. It's just a tough crowd right now. And we really need strong people to stand up for us, the people. So I am going to now let you take over and a few words. How's that? And it's nice meeting you. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to, to be here on your show. I really appreciate it. And I have just had such a warm reception in, in the area. And this has been just tremendous. So I'm Will Martin. I'm running for lieutenant governor. I'm running because I really believe that people can spend their money and make decisions for themselves better than the government can for them. Um, I think the fundamental issue, whether you're talking about the school board or you're talking about state government, is we have gotten this flipped. Somehow we've allowed these professionals to decide for us what is best rather than really understanding they work for us, not the other way around. You know, state constitution begins by talking about it provides, the people provide the rights uh, and 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 and. The people provide the ability for the government to actually implement on their behalf, not so not words, to regulate them. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's true all up and down the, the line, right? So so this is where I think we've just fundamentally missed what we're, what's going on. We, we've somehow gotten it confused that the professionals are in charge. So I think the reason you see so many families standing up today is because they're beginning to understand that this professional class is, is oftentimes leading us astray. So that's one of the reasons why I, you know, as a, someone who has run a business for 20 years, I've paid my federal, state, and local taxes. I, ha I don't have any children, and I'm happy to pay the taxes because we have got to make sure we have a quality workforce. And the best way to do that is to have a strong educational system. We got to get back to reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, and really make sure that we're focused on getting people the critical skills for the next generation as well. So I'm, I really believe, and God bless you, that you're, you're, you are, you exemplify what is great about Wisconsin, that people don't mind paying their taxes if what they're getting is going to benefit their children, their grandchildren, their neighbors. What we're seeing today is so much waste. And that is, I think, what people are really reacting to. So when we spend like, let's say $10,000 per student and we're not getting, I, I look at even like the inner city schools, it frustrates me because I do believe this COVID thing has done a lot of families in, and especially inner city children who we say, oh, we're trying to help them. We're trying to help them. That's who I hear elitists say they're trying to help. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think we have let them down more than anyone else in the world. And it bothers me. And I don't care what color anybody is. I'm saying that children need our help with education and we've got to fix that school choice a parent a parent i don't care if you're in a poor neighborhood or not i was raised in a poor neighborhood okay a parent needs to be able to pick you want to go to a catholic school a private school you want to go to a school choice you need to be able to pick so i don't know if it vouchers the money needs to follow the kid totally the parents need to do that and so i think that's really important to parents out here too so i need you to kind of address address that because it is an important issue in our state. Um, school choice, you know, and right now Tony Evers is not a supporter of that. He is a supporter of school um, and, and unions, teachers unions, totally. There's a good reason why Tony Evers is so supportive of it is because that school paid for every other election for the man. So, I, you know, at least give him, at least give him credit for being loyal to the people that put him in, right? Because he's continually kowtowed to the unions. I would tell you two things that I think would make a tremendous difference. One is universal parental choice. Every parent being allowed to make a decision, not for their households alone, but for every individual child in their household to determine what's the best school for them. So that's one. The second is we really need to stop electing uh, the DPI superintendent separately. We, we keep talking to the, you know, we want to have the governor uh, determine the direction of the state. And that's what we are electing a governor a governor, and then a lieutenant governor for, is to make sure we're aligning with the direction we truly want the state to go in. Well, we elect the DPI superintendent in April, right? And so because it's separated, the unions have so much more control over a low voter turnover race. I want to make that a cabinet position and remove it from being an elected position, make it a cabinet position and make the governor accountable to making sure that it's all aligned. Fascinating point. I've never heard that before. And I can tell you this right now. I was shocked when Tony Evers won because he ruined DPI for years. He was a state superintendent. People don't understand how important that issue, that that job really is. And to have it be a cabinet position, wow, what a really good idea. 
that's a good idea and that kind of strikes me okay so that's something that strikes me who's been involved in this kind of stuff for a long time so it's good to hear you say that so thank you so I'll just say that the reason I really believe that that's the right move is you can hold the governor accountable for it. And furthermore, the governor then can hold the secretary um, accountable. And if the person gets out of line or we're not really reflecting the values, you can fire that secretary and make the change. Absolutely. This is the best way for you to be able to have control over the leadership. And, and I'll tell you right now, um, you know, we talked about the, the, the taxes. Well, I really believe you're paying too much. Okay. Oh, yeah. But oh, and, and I'll tell you why. Because we've got five agencies that are doing economic development, and yet Northland, the, the Northwoods don't see people coming up here to help with economic development. We have three agencies in state government that are working on workforce development, and yet you don't see people coming up here to help you with it. We have three more that are working on housing development, and yet you don't see them coming up here and helping you. I know we're out in the middle of nowhere, but trying to get the internet hooked up. It's very important for broadband to be up here because businesses have to run and they have to know that they have that support. You can't just go, oh, you know, we're not doing dial up anymore. You know, it's very important for businesses. You've got to have fast internet so you can get to people. And I've witnessed that many times. There's places you can drive up here. I don't know how much you've been in the Northland, but there's places you can drive in the Northland and there's no service and you go you know you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden click <laughs> where'd you go and it's very frustrating and then you call them back you know and they're like oh what happened oh well i dropped the phone you know well i couldn't call you back for 45 minutes because i'm in a dead zone what do you mean a dead zone because they're from madison so this is something really important that is very important to businesses here so, so let me just tell you that i have spent the last um i spent 10 years working for tommy thompson um and for governor walker split up right over the time but but really i focus on housing economic and workforce development why because the young people who are in those school districts you're talking about that is the source for our workforce and if we aren't making sure that they not only get academic but they should be getting vocational training as well because not everybody's going to college and, and even if you are going to college maybe you're going to a two-year college where you should be getting vocational credit immediately while you're still in high school we've got businesses that can't expand in Wisconsin because they can't get enough people. We should be making sure that every young person is exposed. Additionally, you know, when all this pandemic happened, people said, oh, they can just do school over, over the internet. Well, you, that's great if you're in a place that has it, but it's a travesty. And actually, it's against the state constitution, which guarantees every child should get a quality education. It is against our state constitution that we actually moved to online and did not provide the resources to ensure that every child. Then you think, uh, well, what is the future of the economy of the North Woods? Things like you got tele uh, telemedicine um, uh, that is working across the country. Why aren't we making sure? Why isn't the state helping seed more telehealth uh, uh, companies in in the North Woods? Why aren't we making sure that more call centers are based in the North Woods? Why aren't we making sure that we grew the state government in three years since since Scott Walker left by ten billion dollars? Okay, by ten billion dollars, and yet you can't find it having an impact in the North Woods. These are all the ways that I think it's unjust that we are taxing people without ensuring that they are getting the benefit of that taxation. And that's just a, a, a small sample of where I think it is wrong that the North Woods is not getting the kind of representation. Um, at the state I'm just going to say this real fast because I, I lived in the North Woods for over 20 years. I never got it. 
We never got it. We were always treated as though we were another, basically another state. We used to say that all the time. Any, and you know, it would. I would talk to people down in the south, and I would belong to many different business, small business, WMC. I was down there a lot, and I was down there talking to people, and I was like, um, you know, it was very frustrating because you would say things like, um, you know, yeah, we're up in Hayward. What? Oh, anything north of of Eau Claire, they didn't even know existed, and we are. I know we're geographically spread out, but we are good people, good working, hardworking people. And there are blue dog Democrats that are not blue dog Democrats anymore. There were people in that room tonight that I've never seen before. And I've been involved for a long time. So I know for a fact that there was a lot of people here that came to listen and to find out what's going on and what we're doing. And one of the most fascinating things was listening tonight to people talking and hearing people. I mean, they, I was listening because I do that. That's what I do. And listening to them saying really good things about the people that are running. It's going to be hard to choose because yep. there's so many good Isn't people. I think that is awesome because you never had people stand up for school board or city council or nothing. And now we're having these people stand up for our state and I think it's fascinating and I think it's wonderful. And I do appreciate the fact that you're doing that because I know how hard it is. I don't know where you're from, but I do know that it's very difficult to drive all the way up here. And it's cold as you know what up here. And so we all kind of go, you know, we know it's cold here. So we live here. And, you know, yeah. you saw the people come in here, snowmobilers and everything else. Mm -hmm. We had people literally walk over here tonight when I was, I was doing the registration desk. People walked over here tonight and wanted to know, can they get in there tonight? You know, they wanted to know information. Can you give me information? And that's what we're seeing more and more of. People are coming around going, I want to know what's going on. Not that maybe that they're necessarily Republican, but that they're people that want to know and they want to learn what we're saying because they believe in what we're doing. They believe in freedom. They do. They believe in us. We are free and we are working class people. We're fighting hard. Inflation's killing us. You know, it's just killing us. I was talking to Congressman Tiffany, talking to him about that a little bit and just saying, we went to Aldi's, my, my husband and I, and the girl checking us out, woman, she's fast, fast, fast. You know, they're very fast. And she's like, um, she's like, hey, you know, $164.94 to my husband. And she goes, for $94 worth of groceries. Amen. Because that's exactly. And we started laughing a little bit. Now we're okay. You know, but there are families, she told us, she said, there are families struggling that, they have to put things back because they can't get it. And I was, my heart is broken and we have to do something about that. And I know that statewide, you can't do a lot about that, but you can help. I mean, you can, you can, there are things you can do, but your arms are tied a little bit, but you can work with the federal government to do it. So you said so much that I'm just jumping about, right? So no, no, this is great. So first of all, I believe Wisconsin is 54,000 square miles. It is not Madison and Milwaukee. Right. So every every part of Wisconsin matters to me. Secondly, I have driven 45,000 miles um, to over 100 municipalities on behalf of Governor Walker um, prior in the last administration. And I, yes. Yeah. So, yes. So I made. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have come around. So this is this is not my first rodeo. I've been up here and I believe in the Northwoods. So I really so. So I would just tell you, I think, um, you know, one. It's got to be one state because we can't act as if a Madison, Milwaukee are the state. Okay. Secondly, I really believe we got to make we're making investments um, so that we're doing we're making sure that your children and grandchildren are ready to compete globally, um, and and they should they should get the same 
level of education, the same opportunity as anybody else in any other part of the state. The third thing is there is something we can do about inflation. When you pay for gas, part of it is your gas tax. Okay, the state of Wisconsin could do something about that. When you pay your property taxes, well, state of Wisconsin is part of that. When you are paying your income tax, the state of Wisconsin is definitely that. So I'm looking at the fact that we've got too much. And one of the things I continue to say is we need to ring out bureaucratic redundancy, right-size state government, and reduce your taxes. If we do that, the same family that can't afford food today would be able to afford it if we weren't taking so much of their money. And so I fundamentally believe we got to shrink the size of state government so you can have more of your money back. And I believe you can spend it better than the government can, as Ronald Reagan believed as well. I totally agree with that. And I'm going to say thank you, because I do remember you now that you said that when you said Governor Walker, I remember you coming up here for maybe workforce development. Maybe we had the Economical Development Center or something. I remember that. And I was always like fascinated because that's a tough job, you know, and workforce and workforce development up here. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things to do up here and we have a lot of logging and we, you know, so, so, <laughs> well, I don't know why, because there's a lot of people that want to live up here. Okay. Yeah, Lots of people. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Fascinating cost of living right now. Right now though, I think houses are a little bit high because everybody's moving out of the cities. <laughs> They're looking for a good place to go, and this is it. So I just want to say thank you so much, and thank you, honestly, thank you for running because I think it's one of the one of the most honorable things, but one of the toughest things to do. So thank you so much, and I wish you the best of luck. And I'll let you say the last word. All right. God bless you, and God bless the greatest state in the greatest nation. Absolutely. People, that was Will Martin. He's running for lieutenant governor, and I am grateful that he stopped by to talk to us, and he came to Sawyer County Republican Party's Lincoln Day dinner, and he did a fabulous job. So please make sure you look him up. Check him out.